Hi, I'm Garrett Hill, and you're listening to Life Students Podcast. Here we develop young leaders and guide them to their purpose. Life Students Podcast was formed out of a need for connection in a world saturated with negative content. It is our goal to create a safe place for young people to both have fun and hear the voice of God. Whether you are a member of Life Students or you just found this podcast, we hope that this encourages and empowers you to move forward with your walk with God. Hi, welcome to episode seven. Uh, today I have with me Nathaniel White. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things that he does at our church, um, which is behind the scenes, what we call servanthood. And what it, and we're going to find out what it means to have a servant's heart, what it means to be a servant. Go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and welcome Nathaniel in. How you doing, Nathaniel? I'm good. Excited good. to be here. Good, man. That's awesome. So what what does it mean to actually be a servant? If I, if I summed up what it means to be a servant um, for the sake of the time of this podcast, I would say servanthood is simply uh, being available. I mean, and, and legitimately, it's, <clears throat> it's the ability to be there readily accessible and, right. and not having a problem with doing anything that you're asked to do, uh, regardless of how visible or non-visible. Uh, how easy or frustrating it may be, it's it's completely uh, availability. To be a servant means you're available to do anything that that is needed out of you. Right. Yeah, and and it, a lot of times it's like being being a servant is, or the things that we do as as servants is generally behind the scenes. Absolutely. I mean, my big deal like with. Uh, multiple guys whenever we start working with them on servanthood and my deal with calling it servanthood is because I want it to be I want it to be an actual uh, you know servant approach you know you yeah. have there's a lot of people they call them cadets or they call them you know the Elijah pro- whatever it may be but my deal was is that we're not cadets you know we're not in the <laughs> and I'm, I'm not against, I'm not against that I just um, from my preference, and what, I was given the ability to make that decision. What are cadets? Is that like military people? It's well, cadets are in you know in a police academy. They're called oh, okay, cadets. Okay. Uh, in the you no know, in in it, it, cadet is a military uh, you know word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so, like I said, it, it for, I was given the ability to name it and call it whatever I wanted to, and servanthood is just what kind of stuck out to me, and and so. Uh, but anyways, when I start with someone on servanthood, it's when I start working with them, the whole premise behind it is you need to be readily accessible while understanding you may never be heard from and, yeah. and you're, you'll be seen, but you're probably never going to be in the forefront. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did servanthood become a burden for you? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> it started out, I, I mean... I, I've always enjoyed serving the ministry and and the church in any way uh, since I was a since I was a kid. But it's just kind of something that I think a lot of people are born with a servant's heart, with a servant's attitude, and I think a lot of people develop it over time. And so for me, uh, from a young kid, I've always been the one that wants to please people, wants to help people. I've always been the one yeah. that 
I like to make people happy and I want to be there for them. And, and so that kind of blended in. And then I seen, you know, Bishop got really, really busy being raised in our Bishop's home. You know, I seen how busy he, he was. Yeah. I seen the toll that traveling and being away from his family took on him. And so it was my opportunity at a young age when, when we had evangelists, when we had missionaries and different things, conferences, it was my opportunity to kind of get out there and, and relieve the pressure. And so it really was when I began to pray, you know, God, I want to be used. I remember specifically um, when we were in the old building, I remember laying beside the, the, the big pulpit and telling God, you know, I don't care if I'm ever famous. I don't care if anybody ever knows my name. I don't care if I never travel the world. I just want to be in his will. I want to do whatever he yeah. wants me to do. And um, that was probably at 12, 13 years old um, on a random prayer meeting night. And I just, you know, it just became, I started noticing these opportunities to, to be of service. Right. And it just kind of developed from there. And I mean, as is with anything, uh, you have to, in my opinion, you need to try to perfect your, your craft, perfect your gift. Right. And so I'm yeah. constantly looking for ways to make it better and make and be more effective in my job. Right. And so, so you would, you would say that it started with you just being willing to do Absolutely. anything. Yeah. Willingness, uh, you know, availability creates opportunity. Right. When you're available to do the job, God will find a way to create the opportunity for you to do the job. Right. And uh, so absolutely, availability is is 100% the key because if, when I'm looking for someone that I need help with, I need somebody to do something for, I'm looking to the one that's available to do it. You know, I'm looking right. to the one that, that is standing there or that is in the general vicinity. I mean, not they may not even be thinking they're available. <laughs> but they're but available. They, they, they stood there long enough and they're available now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They got that question mark on their forehead, and then you you, you just <laughs> yeah, you we, give them you give them the task. We just gave them the directive. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so what does a servant's heart mean? Man, a servant's heart is is simply, uh, well, I say simply. There's there's typically there is no more complicated heart and complicated mind than that of a true servant, because they see everything that needs to happen. Right. They see everything that they want to do, and yet they're so torn within themselves of not wanting to overstep boundaries, not wanting to mm -hmm. get in the way, not wanting to do something wrong. Um, and so typically, um, I would, I'll, I'll speak for myself and for the ones that I've worked with, a servant's heart is usually pretty torn because they see so many things they want to do, but they don't want to get in the way, and they don't want yeah. to overstep boundaries. Yeah. And so for me to have a servant's heart, what it means to have a servant's heart is is you have to fall in love with ministry. Yeah, uh, that is the the humanity of ministry. That is the idea of ministry. That is the act of ministry. Um, you know, one of my biggest one of my biggest uh, uh, go to references is you know um, in the Bible he was talking about you know are all going to be he goes through the fivefold gifts and and he he starts talking about the fivefold ministry. Yeah. Before that, he had he listed off seven, and you know he talks about apostles and prophets, teachers and evangelists, and he goes and then he but then he questions them and he goes, are all going to be prophets? Are all going to have you know the interpretation of tongues? Are mm -hmm. all going to be this? But the only two that he did not question was the helps and governments. Yeah. And you know helps is simply translated into a servant, someone that is helping the kingdom grow and be what it's supposed to be, and so. Um, you, you, you have to fall in love with the very idea of ministry. Yeah. Um, 
and servanthood, man. Servanthood is one of the biggest, and, and sadly, it's one of the most overlooked mm-hmm. and unrealized forms of ministry that we have in our modern church. There's yeah. so many things going on. Our leadership is under such a tremendous amount of pressure from politically to finance, especially right now with the pandemic and everything financially. Oh, yeah. um, you know, trying to keep everybody together, trying to keep everything happening. And, and it's just, you know, uh, think how much easier it would have been for a shepherd. Um, think how much easier it would have been for a shepherd to actually just pay attention to the flock. You know, just keep the sheep together. Mm. If he didn't have to worry about making sure, you know, that the feed was there. Right. Uh, if yeah. he didn't have to worry about going around and making sure that, you know, um, provisions were going to be there. If, uh, if someone was bringing him provisions from the house, how much easier his job would have been rather than having to eat while he, while he stares at the, the flock the whole time. And so yeah. while, you know, that of a, a shepherd, a physical sheep, you know, it's a, it's a tedious job when you get into it. And so when you relate that to our, our spiritual shepherds, our, our pastors, our leadership, Think about how much easier we make their jobs when they can make sure, you know, they don't have to make sure that buildings are being cleaned or that a bottle of water is on the pew yeah, or that yeah. a, a, a pack of mints is there where they need it to be or the preaching, you know, the, the hanky or the towel is available or that they don't have to, you know, they can take their jacket off and we're there and they don't have to worry about it getting flipped wrong side out because someone doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, yeah. just stuff like that. And so my deal is you have to, in order to have a true servant's heart, I went the long way around answering this question, but uh, to have a true servant's heart, you have to fall in love with the very idea and the very heartbeat of ministry right? in every aspect. And you, and you want to be able to help it as much as you can like it could literally just be using your hands, you know, like go, go get this, go, go be there at this time to move this object or move the pulpit out of the way, move the pulpit back, Absolutely. move the pulpit closer to the centers, you know, uh, <laughs> everything. I mean, I mean we, when we look at it, we think a lot about servanthood is the ones that get to go in the offices before and, and talk to pastor, which our, our guys, I mean, you come in, you check if they need anything, and then if they don't, you go on and you're just waiting for them when they come out into the sanctuary. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, the guys that are on the platform moving the pulpit back out to the front, that's serving. Right. Um, the guys that are, you know, here working and doing things on their off day, that's, I mean, right now over in the in the sanctuary, in the main sanctuary, we have people that are putting scaffolding up and they're adjusting and they're fixing lights and they're... That is servanthood. Yep. That is yep. that is doing the job of a servant. But in that deal, you're serving the church. You're not directly serving the pastor and bishop in that role, but you are serving the church. You're doing your part to make sure the church is successful and looks its best. And yesterday there was people up here for hours sanitizing and cleaning and getting everything ready. And so, you know, while they're getting everything ready, two days in advance, uh, for the people we have coming in tomorrow because it's our first service back in inside the building. Uh, I'm so pumped for that. I know, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Um, it, it, they, but the deal is, is no one's going to know the names of the people. I mean, uh, we can tell them, and, and people probably have the assumptions, but no one, we're not bringing them up on the platform every service to say, hey, look, these people, you know, clean. Sister Melanie and even even uh, Sister Christy, uh, pastor's wife, I mean, yeah. they were up here all day yesterday for, for hours working and sanitizing and spraying and wiping down and all kinds of stuff. But we're not bringing them on the platform 
to announce all the work they've done. And that's just part of it. You realize whenever you're doing something with a servant's heart, you realize this is something I'm probably not going to get a ton of recognition for. Right. You know? And so that's that definitely, I mean, every aspect of that plays into servanthood. Servanthood's so much bigger than just carrying a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's so much more you can be doing um, than just, you know, doing the simple stuff. Absolutely. But like, because there, there's always something that you can do. There's always something that you can put your hands on. There's always something to clean, something to move, um, a yard to mow, trash to take out, and you might not ever get any recognition that you're even there that day, but there's one that is watching you all the time, and he recognizes that, and you will be blessed by by doing those things in secret and and doing those things um, for the kingdom of God because you're blessing the kingdom of God and he's going to bless you because you blessed him. Absolutely. There are people, I mean, there were there are numerous people who, one, they don't ever want their name mentioned, and two, uh, they realize it's not. But you watch since they got involved and since they started doing things, God has just continually blessed them one, one yeah. way after another. Um, and I'll probably talk about another one in a little bit who financially has been just mind-blowing blessings. But it's not always just financial financial blessings. Um, you know, there there are things that are happening in their worlds. It's turning it's turning their worlds around, but because they were available, you know, right? And they and they they had the opportunity to do it. Well, and and if you if you're already involved in like uh, pulpit ministry, music ministry, any, anything like that, serving with that, like doing uh, pursuing servanthood. Through uh, with all of that is going to launch your ministry that you're already in. Oh, Whatever right. you're into, it's going to just put you on the next level because you're 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 sold out. You're giving God everything you can, any time you can. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, is I, I have not asked. I've never asked anybody to do anything, whether it was for me or for somebody else, that I am not either willing to do myself or that I haven't done a thousand times before. Right. Um. You know, I've I've washed cars. I have uh, ran errands. I have run people back and forth to airports. I I mean, I've done it all. Right. Uh, I say all. I'm sure there's something I haven't done. <laughs> but I would You've done I, it all. <laughs> I don't ask anybody to do anything that I haven't either already done or that I am not willing to do right now. Right. And so doing that, you um, reality is, is that when you do that, you gain the respect of the people you're working with. You know. Uh, it, it, if, a, if a general goes into battle and he has zero experience fighting himself, the, the good chance is is the troops are not going to really respect him that much. They're, they're, yeah. It's going to take a long time because you don't know what I'm going through. You don't, you're not where I'm at. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I play so big into politics at times because you know if, if you've been in the military and I mean one of the biggest things they hurl at each other is you know their their years of service. Well, I mean, yeah, it it, it does matter to an extent. Mm-hmm. So, who who inspires you to be a servant? Oh man, honestly, it's a that's a twofold deal for me. Um, I've seen I've seen other men that you know are servants, and uh, they they're just awesome men. Um, you know, I, I grew up going to conferences and stuff where Dad was preaching and. Uh, 
but one, two, two in particular that I remember was um, Greg Godwin. I watched him. I watched him go into a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm sorry, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, he goes into a restaurant, and he had already called and made sure all the seats were set up, made sure everything was ready. He knew exactly where everyone was going to sit. He knew exactly what everything was going to happen. Uh, the pastor that was hosting the conference we were at, he knew exactly what he was going to order. He had it all set up, had it all lined up, ready to roll. And when we got there, uh, I watched the um, the couple of the speakers, you know, because there was just so there was like plates and everything, and there were so many, probably thirty or forty of us at this restaurant. And I watched him like people didn't really know what to do. He got up, left his food, got up and started picking up table, uh, picking up plates and getting stuff moving it around. He wasn't the waitress, but I watched. I mean, I was one of my earliest memories of seeing someone in direct servanthood in the, in that kind of way to ministry. Yeah. And so uh, I would say some people like that are, are absolutely a uh, people like him. Um, I could say you know I'm not. It's not name dropping, but people like Aaron Bounds. I knew Aaron Bounds uh, when he was on the youth committee in, in West Virginia and dad done the camp there. Yeah. And I watched him wait hand and foot on dad. I mean, anything dad could possibly want, I watched Brother Bounds handle it completely. And so people like that obviously are, are an inspiration because of their status and because of who they are in our movement. Right. But uh, honestly, um, and uh, I don't know, some, some might would think it's kind of goofy, but one of my greatest inspirations on servanthood is Devin. He drives me to be a better servant, uh, and you know I'm sure he'll hear this at some point. So I don't want to give him too big a head, but um, the kid serves relentlessly. He serves without reservation. If I called him at two o'clock in the morning and told him, "Hey, I need you at my house," he would be there without question. Yeah. And um, he pushes me. Devin pushes me. He's the last three weekends. The last three weekends, he's given up a majority of his Saturday to run an evangelist back and forth to the airport, only to go right back to pick up the same evangelist and sacrifice half his day on Monday to pick that evangelist up from the airport. But because he knows it's financially a blessing to that evangelist to not have to pay for parking, and he knows it's a blessing to that evangelist's wife to not have to get everybody out and take them to the airport and back. Right. And yeah. he, and the reality of it is, is the the pay the pay that he's getting on it uh which i don't know i mean i'm i'm, I'm saying he's i don't know about monetary pay at all but he is getting to spend time with one of the greatest evangelists in our movement yeah you know, one of the greatest soul winners we have he is having the opportunity to spend quality time trapped in a car with him and so uh devin man he 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 drives me to be a better servant because he is so he apexes he sees things things are happening and yeah. he, he literally you know with with <laughs> with my messed up knees. <laughs> he is literally... <laughs> I always tell people to leave me alone with their two good knees. Uh, but, uh, you know, being 32 years old and, and working on my second knee replacement, uh, you know, he has literally been my feet. You know, he has been my legs where he's running and gunning and constantly doing. And so uh, I'll quit bragging on him now, but someone like Devin, uh, those are the kind of people, honestly. Uh, yeah. All joking aside, those are the kind of people that that truly they push me to to be more and to be a better servant yeah the ones that the ones that see the bigger picture and the ones that want to give more than they get because god's never gonna god's absolutely. always gonna outgive you absolutely and you can't you can't outgive god so if you give god everything then he's gonna outgive you 
Right. He's going to give you more than everything. You can't. I mean, <laughs> it, it's an old cliche, but you cannot outgive God. No, you can't. Um, and so, but but I would go back. You know, Devin and I've talked, and he has been blessed tremendously uh, with his schooling and stuff. And and the thing is, is when you can always tell when he's amping up his his efforts, because the more he amp up amps up effort, the more he's being blessed. The more he's available, the more, and it's not always convenient. I mean, the kid's got a full-time job. He's going to college to make to, to make better of himself and his life right. and the future. And and but yet, if we need him or ask for asking, man, he's there. Unless he's serving somewhere like today, he's not working on the lights right now because he is literally serving in another capacity. Yeah. But he'll be right back here when it's all done. I'm sure. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You cannot you cannot give him. So how does servanthood and ministry tie together? I think I may have got a little ahead of that one earlier when yeah, I was talking did. about that. <laughs> uh, I think I may have jumped the gun on that one um, just because it is, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. But uh, it, it is. I mean, everything about it, uh, servanthood is the essence of ministry. I yeah. mean, it is, there is no greater example of ministry. Ministry is to be there for people. Ministry is to help people. Ministry is to see the church strive and grow and, and become what it's supposed to become. And so servanthood is the very essence of ministry. Um, the whole purpose of serving, I, I don't know anybody that serves because they're, they think we're never going to progress. We're never going to do anything else. So let's just serve. Yeah, no, no. You serve to progress and you serve mm-hmm. to watch it grow. And I mean, it's just, there's, there's no way really, I mean, it would take me an hour to, to really detail it out. Yeah, but, yeah. but the way that servanthood and ministry are intertwined and the way they connect and the way they are they, they run simultaneously, it's easy. The simple answer is because servanthood is the essence of ministry in, in, in reality. Yeah. It's it is ministry. So Yeah. And I mean it's just servanthood is is literally just helping people. You know? Right. And the church is here to help people, you know, and if, if you have the vision of the church, then you've got, then you've got the vision of a servant, right? Because we are here to serve our community. We are here to serve the world and show them that there is a better way. Right. And what better way to do that than to serve them the best you can. Right, then it, it goes back to the old saying that no one knows, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, and I mean we could, you know, we we believe our message one hundred percent, but until this community, and I think we're, I think we are well on our way to them knowing, and I think we, you know, we've made leaps and bounds, but but until the community knows, or your coworkers, or your classmates, whoever, until they know that beyond just being baptized in Jesus' name or beyond being, you know, having the Holy Ghost, you care about them as a person, they're, they're not real interested in your message until they know that you care about their addictions. Right. And I mean, and let's be honest, you know, uh, you know, I know this, this podcast is more geared toward more young people, but I mean, we are foolish uh, if we don't believe that 13, 14-year-olds aren't addicted. Yeah. Whether it's alcohol or drugs yeah. or... Uh, pornography or, or, you know, whatever, addicted to social media. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it, we are we are foolish in our mindset if we don't believe that 
that these people are addicted to things that they don't know how to counteract. And so exactly. a lot of what they're looking for, the abuse, you know, the, the one that was molested or the one that's, you know, being abused by boyfriends, girlfriends, or whatever it may be, we are, we are foolish if we think that they care about how right we are in our message until they know how much we care about their current situation, their current problem. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, taking taking servanthood outside the church, you're exactly right. That's exactly where we're supposed to be, is serving in that capacity. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it, like I said, we could go on for hours about where all it goes, but you're exactly yeah. right. Well, I, I'll tell you a story. Whenever I was, uh, I think it was like, it was a couple of years ago. I was work. I worked. I've worked worked in construction since I've been out of high school. Um, been pipe fitting and everything. And uh, and you know, construction guys, they've got they got a way of they've got a way of uh, uh, talking. You yeah. Know? And a way a way a way that they go about talking about things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it that way. Um, but they know they know all the words uh, in the sailor book. You know, right. the sailor vocabulary, but it's it is it is a test being being a righteous apostolic person and working in that environment. It is a test, and a lot of times they they pick up on you quick because you don't act at all like them, you don't talk like them, right. you don't do anything like them, or you shouldn't be like them or talking like them, but. Anyways, there was this guy that I worked with like two years before, and then he came back on another job that I was working working on, and uh, you know he was he was a good friend a good friend of mine, and uh, he came up to me and was like, "Hey Garrett, I just want to I just want to thank you," and I was like, "For what? What did I do?" You know, and he he was like, "Man, you showed you've shown me that you can be a Christian." That you can be an apostolic, and you can still be you can still be cool. And I want I want to thank you because a lot of people that are quote unquote Christian are better than better than anybody. They're better than me. They're better than these other people. Or that's their that's their mindset that they're better. You know, but I I the way that I approach it is. I approach it like I'm underneath. You know, I want to help as many people as possible, and and people people that people that I work with, they know that I'm very helpful. You know, and I'll I'll give I'll give them the shirt off my back. Right. You know, and that's that's just the the heart of a servant. You know, and I'm not trying to say that you know to my own horn right now, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, the the reality is, is we can't. The quickest way to turn somebody away from Christianity is to have a holier than thou attitude. You know, that, Definitely. that I'm you know, I'm I'm much more righteous than you. I'm superior in my righteous ways, you know. <laughs> I am superior. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean that's it's it's that that's one of the worst things to do. Well that's what they that's what they expect us to yeah, be like. That's the expectation. Yeah. And that, but in reality, if if we would just if you if you conduct yourself in such a way that it's not about it's not about being superior in your righteousness or holier than, than anybody. We have to realize we are in this world. We're just not of the world. Right. So you can hold normal conversations about normal hobbies and events, 
Right. And and as long as it doesn't go into you know verbiage or uh, jokes or you know topic areas that are not Christian, right? You can do that, and it, it's not wrong. You know, it's not wrong to to spend time with people, you know, and, and to to befriend them you're not that aren't carn- the same. You're not carnal if you're talking to worldly people, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. I had coworkers that I would go and play golf with, you know, mm-hmm. and and now they hit a bad shot and they would say words that, you know, I wouldn't say on the golf course, but, <laughs> uh, you know, but the deal is, is that you can show them that, Hey man, I'm, I, I'm in this world. I'm yeah. just not of the world. I don't, I don't do the same things you do. And, and reality is, is most of the time you don't even have to tell them what you don't agree with. Yeah. Your, your actions or, or actually, you know, your, your inaction, you know, the, the, the lack of action Yep. when you yeah. don't do whatever they're doing or when you're not, going some of the places they invite you, it kind of starts speaking for itself and it, it yeah. lets you know, you know, I'm, I'm, they're, they're not going to do that. And so that was, that's one of the biggest deals. And a lot of times people like that will respect you because of, because of what you stand by and they respect you because you actually stand by it. Right. You know, <clears throat> you know, someone told me when I was in high school, they said people will respect you more for what you won't do than they'll like you for what you will do, you know? Uh, they'll respect you more for standing by your convictions than they'll like you because you let down on them. Yeah. Man. So this is the last question. So how can, and this, I'm saying I for everybody else, so how can I become a servant? <clears throat> uh, again, I mean, a lot of it's going to be intertwined. Um, prayer is the key thing. Start praying now about opportunity. Start praying now about being available. If you can, if you'll pray that God will make you readily available, uh, He will create the opportunities. But be careful because you're going to pray about this prayer. I'm telling anybody that's listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're going to pray this prayer, and opportunity is going to be presented to you. Yep. And if you don't seize that opportunity, if you don't if you don't, if it doesn't click with you, you don't realize, man, that was my opportunity. God's going to make you kind of go through the proving time again, and He's going to bring it back around, and He'll He'll let you do it again. Um, I've, I've, there's, <laughs> there have been trials and and tests in my life that I failed numerous times, and after I failed it, I realized, you know what, that was that test. I was that was to pass. it. Um, and so, <laughs> gotta wait for it to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> gotta wait for next semester. Yeah, I gotta go back and do some more studying. Um, <laughs> but the the and how to how to put it into action now? Begin to pray that God will help you be available. Um, and in your availability, He will create the opportunities. Yeah. Um, to be used. And the second thing is is be ever aware, constantly be paying attention. Um, let's you know we've talked about bishop and pastor, so let's let's kind of lead it. And I, I know one of the big deals with servanthood is often you know girls, females, uh, ladies, whatever they yeah. feel kind of they're like, well, I, where do I? Uh, the next time you see mom white, you know, carrying her purse mm-hmm. or her her briefcase from the office to her car, go by and just just offer to take it and carry it to her car. Uh, Sister White, you gotta like snatch it from her and run with it. <laughs> you gotta steal it. Um, <laughs> you can't, she ain't gonna let you take it, so you gotta just <laughs> st- steal the steal the purse from the, from uh, the lady. <laughs> you know, um, no, uh, no. Any of these young guys, any of these young guys can do it. You know, uh, get Bishop or Pastor's keys to their car. You know, especially the hotter it's getting on Sundays, it's gonna be hot when we get out mm-hmm. here. Go crank up their car and just let the let the AC be running in it. That I mean, it's so small. 
but let the AC be running in it so it's comfortable when they get in after just you know exhausting themselves in the pulpit and preaching right. and praying and to where they have the comfort. Uh, I mean, look for those small opportunities. Um, you see Bishop standing in the, the coffee shop. Say, hey, look, I'll, I'll just bring it to you. Or what do you want to order? I'll order it and I'll bring it to you. You know, right? Uh, look for those opportunities to serve. Uh, they're everywhere. Literally, every time you turn around, there's a serve. Uh, look for the chance to help Sister Mary take out trash. Look for the chance for mm-hmm. to help Sister Mary put out, you know, <laughs> donuts or, or or food at a potluck, whatever it may be. Opportunities are everywhere. Yeah. You just have to pray that God will help you be aware of them and and. Uh, servanthood is not something that you're just going to go around bragging about. Oh, look what I did! Yeah, there's going to be some pretty cool stuff you get to do. Yeah. Uh, one of the highlights of my life was being invited by the Texas District to uh, to serve Brother uh, Jeff Arnold and Brother Greg Frazier. I mean, it was the high. I mean, it's one of the highlights of my servanthood career, so to speak. Yeah. And but Brother Brother Arnold would not let me carry his Bible. That's one of his things is he carries. No one touches his Bible. He carries it. I mean, I was able to get a picture of it, but he, he doesn't <laughs> let, he doesn't let anybody carry his Bible. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I found other ways to make sure I was helping. And so it's it's one of the coolest things in my life to be able to take care of Jeff Arnold. You know, that was yeah, one, of the, one of the coolest things in the world because um, uh, <laughs> he has zero hold back on what he really thinks about most things. <laughs> this dude. Uh, but he... <laughs> but... um. So, yeah, I mean, there are going to be things that you want to talk about. There are things that you can be like, hey, man, that was really cool. I got to do that. Yeah. But the, the quickest way to uh, eliminate yourself from a servanthood position, at least here in Silsby, is to go out bragging about something you heard or something that you got to do or something. You know, go out running your mouth about it, and, yeah. and it lets me know you don't really have a servant's well, heart. You just have that, it opportunistic. I mean, that shows that it's, that it's about you, and it's not about anything else. Right. You know, if you're bragging about the things that you're doing, if you're bragging about, you know— bragging about you know god's using me god's yeah. using me to do this i'm doing that you know that's too many me's and i's you know that's yep. it's more of he him and yep. you know blessing the kingdom you know we have to have less of me myself and i more of him and his yeah yeah so it uh you know having a servant's heart really just means to give everything and don't really expect nothing back Right, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be one of the most visibly unheard people you'll ever hear in your, see in your life. Yep. Uh, you know, they'll see you walking across the back of the stage. They'll see you walking into the office. They'll see you carrying a bag or a bottle of water or a jacket. But very rarely are you ever actually going to be heard from in the setting that, that yeah. you're in. And confidentiality, you know, I mean, uh, Devin's you know walked walked to the office to check on us, and we've been handling something, you know. Uh, nothing like dramatic, but we've been trying to make a serious decision or, you know, uh, we've had to bring somebody in the office that needed to talk to bishop or pastor. And, you know, I or, or another one of our servanthood guys was standing there. And the quickest way to get shut down is say, oh, I seen so-and-so go into bishop's office. Yep, yep, yep. Quickest way to get <laughs> shut down. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's just, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a, it's a lifestyle and you have to be, you have to be completely okay with, with right. it being what it is and, and learning that, it is a it is a craft. It is a it is a talent. It is an ability, and perfect it, man. You know, hone in on it. And honestly, there's no greater feeling to to ser- to actually serve and see the see the fulfillment of like your pastor or your or your bishop 
or uh, or the the first ladies, you know, right. to see that like, you know, I'm cared for. You right. know, my the people that I lead love me enough to actually take my take take, take my keys, go out into the blazing sun and draw and and bring the car up with the AC running. Right. You know. It's a uh, it really is. I mean, we get real caught up in in today. We get caught up in uh, you know, but what it what's in it for me? Servanthood is is the furthest from uh what's in it for me. Right. It's it's what's in it for everybody else. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Well, uh was that, is there anything else that you would like to share on on servanthood? Um, anything you think we didn't cover? No, I think we we covered it pretty well. You know, um, I mean, if if any of our kids, any of our students here at uh, Silsby, if uh, any of them on our campus want to want to get involved, let me know. Uh, we'll uh, we'll find somewhere to plug them in. Yeah, we're going back to church, so it's fixing to get as crazy as ever. <laughs> I know we're gonna need a lot of hands, man. Yes, there's gonna be a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> and if you're and if you're listening and you're not a part of Abundant Life or Life Students, and you you feel like there's something more you can do there is something more you can do you know go talk to your pastor and be like hey i want to serve i want to do something i want to be able to bless this church i want to be able to bless the leadership of this church and he's not going to tell you no (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna be like okay well let's 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 see about this you know so he'll find somewhere for you to serve exactly even even if he tests your your uh Ability at first, right? It may it may legitimately be all right. You want to serve? Take the trash out every Sunday morning before church starts. Yep. And if you can handle the small things, he'll give you the big things. Exactly. Uh, you know, David. David conquered the lion and the bear in the hidden times in the in the you know in the mountains in the valley where where nobody else could see him. And whenever he could handle the the small things, so to speak, when he could handle the private battles and the the, the battles that he wasn't, you know, basically on the on the stage displaying his abilities, God gave him God gave him the most public battle of his of his life, and he was still able to conquer it. Right. Uh, but he had to go through the testing phase first. So don't don't despise, you know, uh, you know, don't despise the days of, of small things of little things. Yeah. Uh, realize those that's it's a proving time. It's it's it's. You're you're rooting and you're grounding yourself and you're you're a bit able to grow it's in that. the process. It is oh my goodness, you know, trust the process, you know. Trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, you gotta trust it. You gotta be able to. You gotta realize. I mean, again, I'll go to Devin just because he's he's the go-to for, for me personally. Uh, he's my go-to guy. Um, Devin didn't start off going into my office and and putting my iPad up, and he didn't start off driving my truck or driving me to play. He started off with with me telling him go take care of bishop and pastor or this needs to be done or uh you know we need to make sure the sanctuary is straightened up between services or i mean that's where he started off was making sure little things and then now you know i'm I, now i'm completely okay saying his name over a podcast that's going to reach god only knows how many people because it's proven yeah he, he proved it in the small times you know and uh and, and it's not just Devin here it's just but he's the one i, I work most closely with so he's right. obviously the one that I, I he's the one that comes to my mind the right. most yeah but uh so yeah i, I mean uh, outside of that man i encourage i encourage anybody that's listening find a way to serve find fall in love with your pastor you'll never you'll never realize how much you love your pastor how much what a great relationship you can have with your leadership 
until you you make yourself available to serve him. Right. And uh, there's something, and, and and there's an anointing that comes with it. I'm not. It there is an anointing. There is a there is a difference that comes with serving because it, it, you've got the heart. Maybe you feel the weight of the things your your leadership's dealing with. You feel the weight of making sure that everything's ready, and and you feel the burden of the church. The success of the church is on your shoulders because now you've bought into it. And uh, there's there's a different prayer that comes with it. There's a different anointing that comes with it. A, a sensitivity. And uh, so yeah, I encourage anybody, man. It's it's it's, al- you, it's you, almost like you're when you're when you're serving for for uh, and helping your pastor and your bishop. It's almost like you're getting in sync with the heartbeat, absolutely, of God. You're getting in sync with the heartbeat of the leadership of that church, absolutely. You um you, you I don't know. I'll just keep repeating myself if I keep doing it. <laughs> you know. yeah. It, I, I ramble on all the time, man. It's a, it's a completely different thing whenever whenever you realize, uh, you know, this is not this is not just about me, right? This is about the kingdom, and just be kingdom being a kingdom servant, be a kingdom provider, whatever capacity it's in. And right. uh, I promise you, I promise you, you can't go wrong being a servant. Right, you can't. All right, well that's that's all we have for this episode. Uh, we are now on Apple Podcast. Uh, we're so we're on Apple Podcast. We're on Spotify. Obviously, we 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 host through Anchor. Uh, my, the next app is Google Podcast. They're a little bit more uh, weird when it comes to getting getting posted in there. So stay tuned. Uh, if you don't have Apple Podcast, download Spotify on your Android Android device. If you can't, if you don't have an Apple. Um, but that's that's it, guys. Make sure y'all stay tuned. We post every Monday morning, and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts.